I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, welcome to Marriage of Martinis. I'm Adam. Here's Danielle. Hi. And good Monday morning to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm on staycation, so yep. y- yay me. I know. Vacation, but staying home. So this is fu- this is new. Have I ever done this before? A staycation? Like take a vacation and just we haven't gone anywhere? I think maybe you have. I feel like you have, but not recently. Not but a long time. well, we're going to New York for two days. Yeah, well, we have a lot of stuff planned. Correct. It's all biz. It's all business. It's all business. It's all business. Yeah, yeah we're going to New York, and uh, we have a lot of fun um, interviews planned, and um, yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. But in the meantime, our kids are all at school right now, and we're podcasting, and we're podcasting, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and we got up this morning, and it was nice for you to be home because I took the dogs to the park, and you got our yeah. Well, you you, you texted me this morning. Um, can you please wake Jonah, bring him down, make sure Mia's up? Can you make sure they brush their teeth, get mm-hmm. their head? I said no. I'm on vacation. Right. No. <laughs> no, you're not. You're helping. You're on a right. helping vacation. <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem with the staycation is that there's actual work to do. Exactly. <laughs> we have responsibilities still. Yep. And we have we about two more hours before they come home. Oh, really? I don't know. Just two? I see. It goes fast, it right? Go fast. Oh, Damn. it goes fast. Mm. Everyone thinks, oh, you're home all day. No, it goes fast. <laughs> okay, well, so this is fun. We have um, a light, fun episode here to record oh a light fun episode Don't about a so? movie about divorce well it's a, well it's light because we're talking about a movie it's not like we're talking about our divorce oh that's true <laughs> right that would be a i mean a scale of one to ten this is a one don't you think no compared to us talking about us being divorced well we we haven't been divorced right, exactly that's oh, my point okay god all okay. right yeah so would you like to explain the movie we are discussing today I wanted to start with saying that um, I had no intention of doing this episode until we spoke to Naja, um, at which hopefully people have listened to that episode. And um, when I first watched A Marriage Story, I thought it was super slow. I actually was texting with your mom. She happened to be watching it around the same time I was. And I was about a quarter of the way through the movie. And I said to her, I was like, I don't this is really up for like Academy Awards. I was Mm -hmm. sort of like, I don't get it. And then I kept watching. And then I read some articles about it. I listened to some podcasts about it. I talked to Naja and I was sort of like, okay, now this all makes perfect sense because as much as, you know, throughout the history of, of filmmaking and everything, there hasn't been a lot of movies made about 
the actual process of divorce. So there was right. Kramer versus Kramer. Okay. Which you have probably never seen. Never seen. Right. And um, I have seen it not in a while, but um, it's interesting because the the idea of doing a podcast about movies, and I know you listen to a movie podcast all yes. the time. Yeah. What's it called? Movie Crush. Movie Crush. Yeah. Okay. With the, who is Chuck, the guy Chuck from- Chuck Ryan from Stuff You Should Know Podcast. Right. So Shout out to you guys out there in case you don't have enough listeners yet. Right. <laughs> You'll get all of our listeners. Where do they get? Like a million a week? Well, they were the first to reach a billion downloads- so they've they've been around a long time. We met them. Yep. When we were down in Orlando, mm-hmm. so that was exciting. I had like a little starstruck moment for a second there. I made you get a picture with him. I know. I didn't even want to. You made me go back and do the picture. Yeah. Yeah. But they're such cool guys, such regular, down to earth, normal guys. They're fun. But the thought of doing a podcast to me about movies is really interesting because. I've spoken about I went to NYU. I went to NYU like as I will always say to my kids, always apply or do things that you don't think you're qualified for because really I should not have gotten to NYU. I did not have the grades. I had a great interview, but my SAT scores were shit. Like everything about me going to NYU is laughable. Money talks. That is not even it. (laughs) Damn. I thought your dad like... Worked three extra jobs to make sure they had the money to like bribe your way in there. Well, lots of people will pay the money. He didn't pay extra. <laughs> he didn't. It wasn't kidding. like the college scandal I'm where joking. he. Yeah, not Gosh. funny. Not funny. So, um, but while I was at NYU, I was sort of like somehow I knew I was like I am I am at this school. I need to take advantage of of the fact that. It is the best filmmaking school in the country, possibly. You know, uh, you know, there's USC, there's a bunch of others, but it is one of the best. And I remember thinking to myself, I am not going to be a filmmaker. I know that, but I still need to take advantage of these classes. And so while I was there, I used to watch movies like Sarah, my roommate, and I would watch probably three, four movies at a, you know in a night. Mm-hmm. And dissect them and talk about them. And um, so something like this is exciting to me to talk about. And I loved doing the research for it. Um, yeah. And I, it hits upon like something that I love. We both are very into movies. We love film and we love. Um, but this is a yeah. different kind of film for well, you. I, I agree with you. It was very slow. Right. And we tried. We made it maybe halfway through the first time. But it was late. Right. It was after we recorded and it was, I guess, just too slow. And I, I, I didn't have it in me. And I said, I'm going to bed. And then you said, let's do a podcast about the movie. You have to watch it. So I watched it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, note here, I watched it last night and towards two thirds of the way through the movie, I was like three glasses of wine in. So I'm not sure I remember everything about the ending of the movie. So I tried to rewatch a little bit of it this morning. So I'm, I'm there. I think I got it. I think I'm okay. 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 I just want to, I just want to throw that out there to make sure it, cause if I, it sounds like I don't know what I'm talking about a little bit, maybe that's why. Well, this is a very different movie from what you usually watch because, yes, you know, like I was thinking about you saw Ray Liotta in this movie. Right. You love Ray Liotta, yes. but you love him from your favorite movie ever, which is Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. And so that's the kind of movie that you usually watch. So this is um, definitely like a, off on a tangent for you for movies that you usually watch. It is. But the reason that I, I have to say that I enjoyed it is because it infuriated me so much to so many levels, which we'll talk about through this whole episode. 
uh, because it wasn't just like about a di- like it wasn't just a, it's a divorced couple and then let's show you how they exist together you know as a you know family who's separated with a kid this goes into hardcore detail about the divorce process so that's what kind of lured me in to to learn about what this is actually like not just that they got divorced and then let's move on this is the whole process, which was infuriating. Drove well, me crazy. It's interesting because you love war movies, and this is to some degree a war movie. Yes. Right? Yeah. No, nothing blew up, which right, sucked. Right, right. Ray Liotta wasn't hitting anyone in the face with no, a shovel. Yeah, no one got shot, right. so it was a little disappointing on that end. But but it's a war movie to yes, some degree. Yeah. Um, it didn't start out that way. It maybe could have gone in a different direction, but it didn't. By the way, I just want to throw this out there also. Uh, typical marriage or martini style, I guess, that we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We just started numbering our episodes recently, so we put the number of the episode in front of the title, so if anybody has noticed that, good for you. Thanks for <laughs> being a listener. <laughs> but we had no idea that we reached episode 100 like three episodes ago. Oh, yeah. Right? So right. you're supposed to like celebrate episode 100 you made it this far we had no idea it happened so i think this is episode 103 so let's celebrate episode 103 okay okay yes <laughs> we just... can have one of those divorce parties that they have now that's not funny no in honor of the movie a divorce party yes What's that's that? a thing now that people when people are getting divorced well i guess especially women they they make a party for themselves like a divorce party like i'm finally free of my situation right so I, they could have a divorce. Oh, you're scaring me. No, no I'm oh. saying in honor of the episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. So we did it. 103, everybody. Thanks we so much for it. listening. What is, <laughs> whatever you are. I what do know. we win? <laughs> I No, because you would have probably put something out on Instagram, like episode yeah. 100 right. or whatever, and it never happened. And that's why, because we suck. All right. right. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. That was that. So the movie has been... Uh, like all kinds of awards, winning all kinds of awards. And I know I put something out on Instagram about it and a lot of people said I couldn't get through it. It was slow, which I totally get. Yeah. But I also understand all of these awards because I do think that it's an important movie that needed to be made. Um, and it's really well done. If you will, if you watch it, especially more than once, because now I've watched it twice. Um, but it's up for Best Actor, Adam Driver, Best Actress, Scarlett Johansson, Best Supporting Actress, Laura Dern, um, Best Score, Randy Newman, who I believe also did like the Toy Story movies, yeah. You've Got a Friend of Me, uh, Best Original Screenplay, Noah Baumbach, and Best Picture, Noah Baumbach. Um, and I wanted to go into a little bit of detail about all those actors and everything because, um, you know, they really do make the film. And uh, as far as Noah Baumbach goes, he's done a whole bunch of movies. He's one of those, uh, he wrote the entire screenplay. Like, you know, a lot of screenplay writers have help. He wrote it all himself. He shoots all of his film um, on like 35 millimeter. So he's one of those filmmakers who's like a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. He is one of those old school, you know, trying to capture the essence of that old school film. Did he go through a divorce? Okay, so yeah, so he... He not only did he go through a divorce, but he grew up. Uh, his parents got divorced. Uh, his dad moved out when he was about fourteen, and he did another movie called *The Squid and the Whale*, 
which is f- about divorce, but more from the perspective of the child. I think Jeff Daniels is in that movie. Um, so he says that he did the squid and the whale sort of as his way of giving power to himself as a, as a little kid. Uh, since when he was actually going through the divorce, he felt completely powerless. Mm-hmm. So he did the squid and the whale from that um, standpoint. And then... Now he's doing a marriage story, which is more from the perspective of the adults going through it. And he was married to Jennifer Jason Lee. Do you know who she no. is? So Jennifer Jason Lee, um, she was she's a pretty famous actress. She the one thing you probably know her from is single white female. No. You see, really, nope. you didn't see that with J- Bridget Fonda. No. Nope. Uh, really. No. Nope. Wow. Okay. So he was married to Jennifer Jason Lee. For those of you who watch Atypical on Netflix, uh, the kids and I watch it. You don't watch no. it. She plays the mom. She was on The Affair. Um, but her I think her biggest role was single white female in 1992. And they had a child together and shortly after got divorced. So he's from this element of uh, film that people are now calling autofiction. So it's not quite autobiographical. He says the film is not about him. Mm-hmm. He says it's more personal. So it's this blend of autobiographical and fiction. Okay, I asked you if he had gone. I I know nothing about him that he he was even directing this or anything about him. I knew this movie was made or directed by a man who had gone through a divorce just by watching the movie. Oh, because you? How come you knew it was by a man? Because the perspective should, is more Charlie. Yes. Should uh, we wait till we get into the details of the movie? But is, I yeah. I was able to easily see this movie was made by a man who went through a divorce who all right let's right yeah. that's interesting to me yeah. okay well he's also it's important to note that he's with uh greta gerwin who um is also now she's an actress and director um they're not married legally i don't think they, they had a ceremony or something they're partners but she um also did little women which I think our daughter has now seen three times. It was out this year. And for the fifth year in a row, I think the Academy Awards has not um, put any women in the best director category, which is shocking because Mm. you would think in today's day and age Mm -hmm. they would. But she did um, Little Women. She also did Lady Bird. uh, And she should have been up for an Academy Award, I think, after seeing Little Women this year. But they're partners um, in real life. So, okay, so Adam Driver plays Charlie. Mm-hmm. He's today's it guy. I mean, oh, every, right? every director wants him. What else has he done? So he's done all the Star Wars films. Okay, all the newer Star Wars films. Uh, which I, I'm, first of all, I'm not a Star Wars fan. I love the first one. The you know episode. I guess that's episode four. Is that George is Lucas number one. Yeah, like those. I know. Never loved them, but I I watched them. Never saw the newest ones. Not in. I'm just not into it. Okay. Although I do love the Mandalorian. By the way. Is he in that? No, it's just there. Is it That's Netflix? Apple Plus. No, Apple, Apple Plus. Is it? Yeah, Apple Plus. Okay, that that was great, by the way. Just mm-hmm. not a Star Wars fan. If you're not a Star Wars fan, check out the Mandalorian. Well, really I'm not, good. so I don't really know him. He's on a he's in a bunch of other films, and I think a bunch of other um, Noah Baumbach films. But he uh, he was in all the Star Wars films. One of the funniest um, comments I saw when I said that we were, you know, we were talking about a marriage story someone wrote um this was the worst star wars film i ever saw (laughs) (laughs) i I get that but um but he was in this is where 
I leave you or this is where you this is where I leave you I think is what it's called and that was a movie with Jane Fonda and um it's a really great film if you haven't seen it and he plays the exact opposite of what he plays in this film okay so you do see his range I mean he has an amazing range of you know of acting ability he's awesome he was really good in this movie Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm surprised you're able to watch him if you close your eyes he sounds like Silence of the Lambs the guy who's like, put the lotion on your skin. He has that oh, that's deep, interesting. like weird, well, scary voice. Well, maybe he voice. was supposed to sort of sound lifeless in this. I don't know, but I I, I would have thought you. No, I don't think that at associated. all. Really? Because I think you hear his voice before you see him when the movie starts, and that's what I picture right away. Oh, was like coming to my van. Really? Yeah. Amer- was it American Girl playing in the background? <laughs> um, no, I did not think that at all. But he, he obviously, he, everybody wants him in their movie. Like, and he and Noah Baumbach work together a lot. Um, Scarlett Johansson obviously plays Nicole. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you a big Scarlett Johans- Johansson fan? I love her. Do you? Well, um, yes. I, I mean, she's smoking hot. Obviously, that's number one. Did you think she was smoking hot in this movie? No. Okay. I'm not a fan of the short hair. Uh, t- t- I'm not saying nobody should wear short it hair. It wasn't Don't get just me wrong. the short hair thing. It was an interesting cut. Well, I think she went on natural in this movie a little bit. and Like, not too much. Like, she was trying to look maybe without the makeup, without... Not that she was Not sexualized. Wearing ma- yes. A yeah, mom. It, yes. Mm-hmm. Which, that I respected and I liked. Um, I didn't love the short hair. I'm not saying women shouldn't wear short hair. Please don't bash me for that one. Uh, I just don't think for her it was the right look. But I love her. I loved her also because of her voice. And she was in that movie, um, Her? Her. Mm-hmm. Great movie. And she, I, you don't see her, but she was phenomenal in that movie. Uh, I like and her. And Chef. You love Chef. Yeah, so she, uh, yeah, she's, how could you not? I mean, right? One of our uh, daughter and my favorite films is uh, He's Just Not That Into You. She's in that. Mm-hmm. She's really hot in that. I am actually not a huge Scarlett Johansson fan. Not because I don't love her. I just, she's not on my top. Like, I, I would never go see a film just because she's in it. But after this, I really, res- I have an, a respect for her that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Um, although I love her in Chef. I love her and He's Just she's Not great. Into You. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. She's a great character. I, I totally get it. But she's not, you know, there are certain characters or certain actresses who I will go to see the film just because they're in it. She's not one of those for me. Uh, I, I might watch a movie just for her. Okay. Yeah. Um, and for and me I've the- watched Chef, what? 20 times, 30 times. Yeah. It's been a phenomenal <laughs> movie. If you have not watched chef, you have oh to go gosh. watch it. It's Love just a feel movie. good, amazing movie. Sophia Vergara is in it. Well, John Favreau is just John like, Favreau, yeah. like living, like he's top of the world right now. He's directing incredible stuff. He's, he's amazing. Yeah. I love him. So for me, the biggest thing was uh, Laura Dern because, um, she plays the, the, Divorce, 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 Nora, divorce lawyer, Nora. I love Laura Dern and I feel like these past few years, she's finally getting the recognition she deserves. Was she in something else? I would know. Big Little Lies. We talked about her scene in the finance episode where she and her, uh, her husband smashes the TV. She's no, no, that's a different. No, that's a different film. Okay. She smashes his train set. Right. Okay. okay. Train set. But it's right. a phenomenal scene. And now in this movie, she just she's finally getting to play these badass characters. 
And Laura Dern, uh, she comes from, you know, a long line of her parents are in film and everything. But she did Ellen's coming out episode on Ellen's um, TV show back in 1997. She played the one that Ellen was in love with. Oh, wasn't she at um, like a convenience store or something where they were holding the mic? Uh, Airport. Was it an airport? Yeah. I didn't see it, but I remember for okay, some reason. So I was a huge Ellen fan before Ellen was like Ellen. Right, right. I loved her first sitcom. I always listened to her stand up back then. And when she did that episode, I was 20 years old. Sarah, my best friend, and I were in our apartment in, uh, in New York. And I just remember being mesmerized by that episode and thinking to myself, holy shit, I can't believe all these people are willing to do this episode because they're going to get brutalized. And I was 20. I don't know how I knew. But um, but Laura Dern did. She didn't work for over a year. Oprah was in that episode. She got a ton of shit for it. Ellen obviously didn't work for years after it. So anybody in that episode, I am always super impressed by and rooting for them because I know that they put themselves on the line to do that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but now in the past few years, she's getting all these accolades, which I'm so happy about. Well, yeah, that's funny because in my notes that I took watching the movie, I wrote here, I fucking love and hate Nora. Mm-hmm. That that was my note for Nora in the yeah when I was right. She's a bully. There was so much about her that I loved, and so much about her that I was like, "Fuck you! Stop taking this out of context. Fuck! Like, don't try to destroy this poor guy." But she's good at her job. She's great. Yeah, I loved her, but I fucking hated her. Right, but it's her job. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It takes a certain kind of person, I think, to be able to do that job. But her character is amazing mm-hmm. and flawless at it, and so L.A. Right. Like, so I guess I mean, as much as I know about L.A. Well, just the fact that she's, you know, she's she's gorgeous. She's fashionable. She can, you know, uh, swing yeah, with the like, rest of them. Like, like when they were in court, she's wearing this low cut button top, which is like provocative and, you know, being in court. Oh, See, it's so funny that you noticed that. I didn't even know what yeah. she was wearing. Isn't that funny? Like <laughs> yeah. you realize what she was wearing. Wait, we should take a break before we okay. continue. OK, we'll be right back. Okay, I didn't make any New Year's resolutions, but I have an ongoing goal as a mom um, and as someone who really wants to be more, uh, you know, conscious of the environment and everything to really try to use as many clean products as I can. And that is only one of the reasons why I love Fleur. I really love Fleur because um, I have trouble finding perfumes that I really love. Yeah, you used to wear perfumes a lot. I did. And you stopped for a long Once time. Once I got pregnant, I couldn't do it anymore. It was like something about having kids, something changed in me. But I am now fully and like committed to uh, their two scents, Sandara and Hanami. I go back and forth between the two of them. I love them. Sandara, I'm obsessed with. Another awesome thing about Fleur is that they have two ways that you can sample their products without having to rush and decide in like 15 seconds like you do in a store which scent you like the most. They have an $18 sample set, which gets you three scents of your choice. Um, You could do pre-selected, like they have a for her set, or you can, uh, you know, just get their best sellers, or you can pick, you and I both put our favorites on the website, so they can pick uh, some of our favorites. And that will last you a month. Then they have the Sixer, 
for $36, which gets you six of either their bestsellers, if you want that, or the picks that you and I selected. They can go on and get uh, your three favorite and my three favorite, or just pick their own that they want to try. They get shipped directly to you, so you can take your time, and then when you're ready, you can choose which one do you love the most, order a bottle of that, and the money that you spent on those samples gets put right back into your purchase of that bottle. The best part about their scents, for me, is that they evolve throughout the day and towards the end of the day, I think personally they smell even better than they did at the beginning of the day, even though I love how they smell when I first put them on. So head to Fleur.com slash marriage to order either your uh, $18 or $36 sample set. See which our favorites are. Go check it out. Read about them. They're such a clean, wonderful company who are doing great things the right and ethical way. So you're going to love them. Fleur.com slash marriage. That's P-H-L-U-R.com slash marriage. Do you remember what the worst thing about finding babysitters was when we needed to with three kids texting back and forth with like the three that we had, the three that we knew, are you available last minute? No, sorry. Check somebody else. Check another person. And it was impossible sometimes to get a babysitter. It was so annoying. Yeah. And for us, we love date night and we do it every week. And so it's really important for us to have readily available babysitters. And I'm a huge believer in babysitters. I know not some people like will only use their family for me. I love some of my favorite times as a kid was spending time with my favorite babysitters. And our kids love their babysitters. So I don't know. For me, I think babysitters are awesome. And especially with Valentine's Day right around the corner, restaurants book up so early. You really need to get on those reservations now. And if you haven't thought about it already, Bambino is going to help you get an awesome babysitter. It's a game-changing babysitting app that's fast becoming a household name. Bambino helps families find, book, and pay trusted neighborhood sitters using their personal and social networks. The app was introduced in 2016 and already has more than 200,000 registered users around the country. Rather than searching through a vast database of strangers, Bambino uses recommendations from friends and neighbors to help families find sitters that live down the street or around the corner. Using community feedback, comprehensive safety checks, sitter performance metrics, and proprietary matching algorithm, they match the right sitter with the right family every time. Bambino is more than an app. It's a community dedicated to creating the safest, most caring network of families and sitters out there. Simply put, Bambino Bambino is babysitting made easy. So you can search for Bambino in your app store or head to bambinositters.com. Bambino is so confident that you'll love their service. They are providing all of our listeners $10 off their first booking. Just use promo code MARRIAGE when you request your first sitter. That's Bambino Sitters, B-A-M-B-I-N-O-S-I-T-T-E-R-S.com. Promo code MARRIAGE to get $10 off your first sitter. Okay, so the beginning of the movie opens up with them reading these letters to each other because they're going to try to use a mediator right. to go through the divorce. Yeah, and those so, letters last throughout the movie. There are scenes throughout the movie that they come back. Right, right. And and to me, the letters, uh, I think the movie opened like that because these letters are basically everything unsaid that they haven't said to each other during the marriage, which I think represents like it's a little too late. Too little, too late. Okay, so the letters were what they each wrote independently of each other when they were seeing a marriage counselor. Mm-hmm. At a counselor, po- not, a, not at a lawyer. Speaking positively about each other. Yeah, like so they both wrote a thing about what they love about each other and why they're good people. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so we're already past their fun, loving marriage stage. 
They're on the brink of divorce. They're on the brink of divorce just writing these things about each other that probably haven't been said throughout their marriage. Right. And that was huge to me because I felt that so much because they're so like too little, too late in so many marriages and on a daily basis, what we don't say to each other, but we think about. And now they're writing them in these letters and it's too late. Well, is it maybe that it's too late because on a day-to-day basis, you concentrate on the things that frustrate each other. If you're on the brink of divorce and you're every day concentrating on, well, this person does this and it pisses me off and this is what I don't love about them. And and then you have to go back and think, okay, what are their good qualities? And now you have to put them down on paper, but it's been a year or two that you've just been concentrating on the negativity and now you have to go back and think about, okay, why are they good people? Well, that's too late. Well, but how many of us have those thoughts all the time subconsciously, but we don't say it to each other? Like, I'll, I'll give you an example just from yesterday. I, I am on this site um, on Facebook. I'm a part of this group, this podcasting group for women podcasters. And um, one of the women said on the, on, on the um, thread yesterday, she said, I started a podcast with my husband about six months ago. And I can never get him to do it. I can never get him to record. It's like pulling teeth. And the first thing I thought to myself is, oh, my God, I'm so lucky that I do this with my husband. And he's more than willing to do this whenever I want and or whenever we want. And you're so excited about it. And I never have to be like saying to you, we need to do it now. We need to do it mm-hmm. now. But I hardly ever say that to you. You hardly ever say what? That I'm so appreciative of the fact that I don't have to constantly convince you to do this. You just do it. Yeah. But it's something on a daily basis that I would never think to say to you because it's not what I'm thinking about. But in that moment when she was frustrated with her husband, I'm thinking to myself, okay, my husband has a lot of shit. But this is something that's like amazing that he does that I probably don't tell him nearly enough. Yeah, I agree. But I think that's... I think that's a lot of marriages. How much, you know, do you, does your husband do or your wife do or your spouse do that in the moment you don't stop and tell them because maybe you take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I thought to myself, oh, shit, I need to say that to him. Like, thank you for not. But I don't usually stop and say that because Nor in the you, hustle. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm thank oh, you're you. just saying it I'm now. thanking right you. Here. Okay. Right here. Thank you so much for doing that. No, it really. But for me, that would be something that probably in a letter I would say, oh, my God, I loved that he was like that. But now it's too late for me to tell him I should have told him before. Right. So do you think if you if we were on the brink of, you know, divorce, had you said that previous, that could be something that I would check off my list. That's a reason that we should not get divorced. And there's so, you know, there's so many of those, so many things we don't say to each other on a daily basis. There's so many checks that we don't check off because we don't say them. And so that, that becomes a list. Oh, yeah. I think that a lot of this movie is about That makes sense. Things. I don't know if I just rambled for a second. No, there. no, no. <laughs> I, make sense? Yeah, I think that a lot of this movie is about the things that go unsaid and it's too little too late. Right. Because they obviously did have such a love for each other. Um and, you know, you and I have gone through that countless times of we love each other so much. There's so much that we're passionate about each other for. And there's so much we love about each other. But in the hustle and bustle of life, we get caught up in these negative moments and negative uh, personality traits that we forget 
to highlight the positive. What I'm saying is you have so little time together that a lot of times you want to focus on the things you want to change, not the things that are already going well. Okay, those are already going well. Why am I going to highlight those? They'll just keep happening. I'd rather highlight the things that need to change and point those out. But yet, yeah, yeah. but yeah, but the things that are going well, that's the way it's supposed to be. So you don't you don't acknowledge those quite as much as you do what pisses you off. One thing that we did this weekend was we interviewed my parents and we're going to release those episodes yeah. the next two weeks, which I'm really excited about. That was so fun. Yeah. that was, And that's another thing I was super appreciative about. You were so great about that. But but besides that. No, keep praising me for that, please. My mom said, I don't want to give too much away, but one of the things she said about the secrets of being married for as long as they have is that every day before they go to bed, they say something they appreciate about, appreciate about each other. So she, you know, the two of them, Throughout the day, they'll say, thank you. You know, I'm so appreciative that you took me and the grandkids to dinner or whatever the little thing is. That's one thing that they do. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of couples don't do that because we're exhausted and we don't have the time. And they're retired now, so they have a lot more time to do that. I doubt they did that when they were 35 and in the midst of life raising kids. That's something they do now. Mm -hmm. But it, you know, it came from a place of, this, that's a good teaching opportunity that you all need to be doing that. Yeah. Um, this is for a completely, maybe this is a good topic for another episode. When they, you know, 40 years ago, things were a lot slower paced than they are today. You felt like you had more time to be able to, maybe that comes from when they were first together, where you had the time to be able to enjoy each other more than you do now you don't think so i don't think they did this i think she's saying they do that now i don't think she, really yeah i don't think she was saying they did that do back in the day. Have, i think she was saying you guys should start because we've learned that that's a really good thing to do i just think that things today are so much more faster paced than they were 50 years ago mm-hmm. that our minds are constantly on yeah, like everything is just so what's next what are we doing like what's what like with work, with family, with like everything is so fast paced that I don't think it was that way 50 years ago. I think everything was slow moving, slow, like maybe even out in LA where they're way like slower paced than we are out here on the East Coast. Well, New York City. Yeah. I loved the comp- constant comparison between New York City and LA. I yeah, think that like, was huge. It's what's next. What do we do? Like, yeah. like it's fat, like it's type A. It's, you know, like we're all on Coke. Everything's going crazy. We're out in the West Coast in California. Things are laid back. They're Everybody's on pot. slow moving, smoking pot, right. right? Like everything's like, hey, how you doing? So I, I just don't even know if people even think that that's a possibility to like sit down with your spouse, your significant other, today and be like this is what i like about you this is what you, like what you did that i appreciate like we don't have time for that right but or that, the energy but then they wrote the letters and it came out and it was a huge right. thing because later in the movie when those letters come back you can see they get super emotional like oh shit i really loved you like, yeah. i really love you you know like i uh, these were all thing you know he starts crying because he's never heard those things before when his son is trying to read the letters yeah. and he's He's never heard those things before, but I think he's probably like, like we really fucking loved each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and not, listen, every situation is different and this is its own situation. But, um, but I so identified with that because I think that as a couple personally, and I think probably on a more general level, people don't stop to tell each other about the good. We're so concentrated in the bad. 
Okay, we should get into movie specifics, maybe. We've been generalizing kind of yeah. around Okay, everything. so um, I wanted to talk... So the letters I wanted to talk about, and I think that we just did. Um, I also think that a huge thing that I wanted to talk about with her... First of all, you and I might have different um, opinions about this, but with her, I felt for her because with Nicole, because she was very young when they got married. It's so funny. Like all I heard you say so far was you felt for her and I knew that that was going to happen. I feel for him too. No, but I feel for him like on another planet. Really? Like way more. Okay. I feel for her because they were so young and I do think that she put her life on the back burner for his needs. Mm -hmm. I got that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you get married really young... First of all, I think if you're getting married that young, um, there was a certain influence by how you were raised and the expectations, you know, that nobody was saying to you, just wait, just wait. It was sort of a, this is what you do. This is uh, the process of life is that you get married and you have kids. And I, I sort of felt like that. I sort of felt like I knew I had to get married. Why not just do it now and settle down? Um, and But my own stuff was put on the back burner. I didn't even know what my stuff was yet. That's how young I was mm-hmm. uh, for you. And I think I identified with her in that, that she put, you know, her needs and wants on the back burner so that he could re- re- like realize his potential and his dreams. And he gets this MacArthur award for being such a genius and, you know, all this grant money and everything. And she sort of has to watch from the sidelines and clap for him. And she was sort of his muse but yet she had this talent that she wanted to use also that it was Well, she wasn't on the sidelines, right? She was involved. I kind of. She was, yeah, she was involved. She was performing. I okay, mean, she that's was, what she wanted to do. You don't, how do you know that? Well, I, mean, I guess it was only by being portrayed in the movie. How else can I know she anything more? She performs as one of his actors. But you don't know. She, you know, she eventually goes to L.A. because she has this pilot and she wanted to be her own person. But she winds up sort of in his shadow. And and that's, I think that's very relatable. Even if you're not in an actor-director situation, I think it's a relatable thing that, especially over time, women have always, not always, but a lot of the time taken the back seat to their husbands. You know, like what we talked about with my mom and my dad, like the other night. He was a doctor and she gave up all, everything that no, she was doing. Don't give up too much. We didn't release this yet. Okay. But what I'm saying is I think that's super relatable. And and at the time, she was very supportive and he kind of is like, whoa, this is coming out of left field when she's like, you didn't support me. She wanted more. She wanted to be able to, to go out to LA and do what she wanted. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. To, to do, when her family was there. Her family was there, but they were in New York, and they were pursuing his passion first and foremost. She wanted the divorce, I guess. That was the major reason because... When he cheated on her. Well, th- th- I want to get into that because okay. he did cheat on her. 
But that was a very minimalistic thing in this movie. Yeah, it was like, a sidebar. It wasn't, that was, that had like no percentage of the reason that she wanted a divorce. Later in the movie, he was, when they had that big fight scene, which was insane and crazy, he was blaming her for the reason he cheated and saying, you didn't have sex with me for a year. You didn't love me. You didn't. So it was almost, you know, like a byproduct of leading up to their divorce that that's why he did that because he wanted to be engaged, have sex, and she wasn't giving it to him. Mm -hmm. I guess there's that question of, you know, is it whose fault is it when when the affair happens? You know, right. if there hasn't been sex for a long time, but yet whose fault is it that there hasn't been sex? And I think that's a catch twenty two. Like there's yeah, not well, there's it, no right answer to that. Yeah, but it, yeah, it brings the point of well, you're not giving me sex and you haven't for a year. I want sex, and if you're not going to give it to me, I'm going to go get it elsewhere. I think that she felt this is my personal thing that she felt, and I think a lot of uh, spouses feel this way about their their partner's jobs is that. He'd been, she'd been second fiddle to his job as a director for so long that the other girl having an affair with her was just like he had already been having an affair. He had already had something that he was so passionate about and so much more dedicated to than her. Right. You mean his theater. His, his theater. Yeah. 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 This theater. And he, you know, he got, it got to a point of arrogance, I think, where he was just in love with the theater, in love with himself and what was happening with him getting recognized for his directing abilities. And, you know, and, and she was one of almost lucky to participate in his directing, you know, as one of the actresses, but she was sort of part of why he was getting all the accolades he was getting. It wasn't like, the two of them, you know, it wasn't they were like a celebrity marriage of where both people are getting the same amount of accolades. And I think that probably happens a lot. Okay. One more break. And we have to talk about the- So much. Divo- I mean, there's so much more. Like right. We haven't even started with the divorce stuff and okay. the craziness of the lawyers and all that stuff. Right. So we got to do that. Okay. We'll be right back. We all know Valentine's Day is coming up real soon. Ladies, please listen to me here. This one is for you. Us guys, we want some gifts too. And we have some really cool gifts here that we think you should get your guy. Duke Cannon, as we always talk about, I personally love their products so much. And if your guy is into the stuff or not into the stuff, this is a perfect Valentine's Day gift to get him into taking care of himself too. It's still winter. It's still freezing outside. And they are offering this really cool cold weather defense kit, which includes Bloody Knuckles Hand Repair Bomb, Cannon Bomb Lip Protectant, and standard issue face lotion. It'll keep your hands and face feeling awesome when it's freezing outside. As your wife, can I just say, we talk all the time, you smell incredible. Thank you. I don't like to compliment you too often. I know. But um, that is the truth. And everybody says it and everybody talks about how good you smell all the <laughs> everybody time. Everybody talks about how good I smell? It's true. I mean, everybody compliments you. <laughs> and yeah, they do. But also uh, the kids, they're always yes, constantly saying how, how good you smell. So and not stealing only my are, products. They're awesome products and you smell great. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, one awesome thing about Duke Cannon also is that they give back. 
5% of their net profits are donated to causes benefiting veterans and active duty military. So that's another really awesome reason to use this company and buy from this company. Go to DukeCannon.com, D-U-K-E-C-A-N-N-O-N.com, and use promo code MARRIAGE to get 15% off your entire order, and shipping is always free over $35. That's DukeCannon.com. Use promo code MARRIAGE for 15% off. I'm going to reveal a little secret about me. Oh, please do. Um, I'm a sure thing if a <laughs> massage is involved. I think that's how I first met you, actually. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, massage is the way to my heart. You have used it many times uh, to try to... Yes, um, I have. Yes. Leave it at that. Leave it at that. <laughs> um, but more than that, I love massages so much, I don't get them nearly enough because there's something... I don't know. I feel guilty about it a little bit, spending the money, which is why when it comes to gift giving and Valentine's Day, Spa Finder gift cards are amazing. They're the world's best-selling spa gift card. The Spa Finder Network includes thousands of spas, salons, and fitness studios all over the U.S. with services like massages, facials, blowouts, mani-pedis, and even yoga. Spa Finder gift cards can be used at top-rated locations like Ritz-Carlton, uh, Hand in Stone, Exhale Spa, Red Door, which is, um, I think they changed their name, but it's the uh, Elizabeth Arden Spa. So many amazing places. So you can use this gift card at multiple different spa locations. Oh my gosh, thousands. So you're not just tied into like one stupid gift card to one place that you have to go to. And you know that happened to me once that somebody got me to a, a gift card to a salon, uh, a spa that I absolutely hate. Really? See, yes. and now you're stuck. Yeah, that did happen to me one time and then I think I regifted it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, if you head to spafinder.com slash marriage, you'll save 12% off your gift cards of $75 or more or enter the promo code marriage at checkout. That's spafinder.com slash marriage and save 12% off your gift cards of $75 or more. You know what they say, happy wife, happy life, right? Damn right. It's, it's the truth. Happy husband, happy wife. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> doesn't work that way either way. Either way, a massage is going to get you there. Spafinder.com slash marriage or put in marriage at checkout. All right, so we finally have to get into why this is such a crazy movie and the, I guess the realness of lawyers and divorce and why it's, which is why it's such a crazy movie. Oh, because so it's, insane. Yeah. Crazy. The first thing that kind of stood out to me was that they, they lived in New York and I get the fact that it was because of him and she wanted to be in LA and pursue her career and what she wanted to do. But when it comes down to the laws and the books, and they were married in L.A., right? Because she was out with her family. Everybody was out there. They wanted to be married in L.A. And the kid was born, Henry, was born in L.A. Um, he was served his papers in L.A. Like, everything happened in L.A. So I don't know how the state, how the state legislation works and the legalities of everything. But it sounds like everything happened in L.A., so they have to use L.A. law. So whatever they say in L.A. is the way it's going to be, even though they live in New York, right? So that was crazy in itself because the guy had to – he had to, like, have residency in New York and residency in L.A. He had to buy a place there. He had to fly out there to just meet with people and then trying to meet the lawyers. If she already met them, he couldn't. I, this is just so crazy and insane. Like, what's he supposed to do? Like, you start feeling for this guy. This, like, like, what's he supposed to do? He met with uh, Ray Liotta first, 
obviously he's there to be the lawyer, to make money, and to be as hard as possible, and to be as crazy intense as possible. And that's not what Charlie wanted. So he went out and found, what's his name? I don't even remember. Alan Alda. Well, yeah, I don't know his real his name in the movie, but it's yeah. Alan Alda. Like, should be more, he was... Tame. The, yeah, like... Docile. Because... Nicole and Charlie wanted to just be easy. They wanted to just be, I don't, we don't have any, like, there's nothing to split, whatever, you know, you want, you want, no problem. We'll share the kid. It's not, you know, but then when they went with these lawyers, everything changed. It was crazy. So he met with, um, Alan Alda. Alan It made it sound way more, um, I guess, easy to digest this whole situation. He's a nice guy. The nice guy. And then you find that... He's he's not a wolf. You he know? was, I guess, uh, after he met with Nora, it was, he saw what she was and felt his guy was a little too nice, a little too tame, and he had to go back to Ray Liotta to be, you know, hardcore. And now it became a fight. Mm-hmm. And it was... Vicious. It was so vicious. It, it, it was, first of all... When he met with Ray, it was not his name in the movie, Ray Liotta. I don't know where his name was. Mm-hmm. It was, okay, I charge $850 an hour. I need a $25,000 retainer. Like, and then we're going to get crazy. We're going to make this happen. And it's like, like just sitting back and thinking for a second, holy shit, like he, he doesn't have $25,000. Like, to go through, like, all he's trying to do is make this as easy as possible and not cost as much money as possible. But this was not a possibility in this scenario. Which is why he went to find this other guy who is now four fifty an hour and a ten thousand dollar retainer, which I guess he saw he saw he needed to step up. He saw Nora with Nicole and he needed to fight and he didn't want to. And I felt the whole time that Nicole wanted like she's she came across as wanting to be fair and like let's Let's do this rationally. Let's, do, but that was her words. Her actions, I think, were completely different than what she was saying. By hiring Nora, I guess. I guess I identify uh, with Nicole because, um, first of all, yes, I see what you're saying that it could have been, you know, all Alan Alda. He was so sweet. This guy who was obviously very fair and partial and uh, a little old school. And she ends up getting Nora, who is this, um, you know, this feisty, badass woman um, who you kind of want fighting for you as a woman. Like you want to be part of that, that, like you want, you want that kind of support that Nora was giving her. And that whole, um, she does this whole monologue, which I thought was brilliant about uh, how dads can do things one way, but if moms do things another way, then it's. Um, the mom is seen as bad and you know you guys definitely according to this monologue get away with more because you're dads and if you just show up then you're heroes moms have to do a lot more than show up to be heroes yeah well there was a point in the movie where nicole wanted to seem so friendly and you know do the right thing and talk it out but then they get together she and charlie and they're talking about something i don't remember what but she was like Let's leave it to the lawyers. And I was like, fuck that. Like, no, you're trying to do the right thing for each other. And now you're just saying, 
No, my lawyer is going to handle this. Well, he sees things as like we're a New York family. And in a little bit to her, she's sort of like, well, we're only a New York family because that's where you needed to be. And I well, feel that a little are. bit. Okay. But I feel, here's what I feel a little bit. I kind of get that because we are in our town, which I love my friends. I love aspects of our town uh, because that's where your work is. Okay. Correct? Mm-hmm. We, are, we live here because that's where your work is. We felt like we didn't have a choice to be anywhere else unless you already get home from work at 7.30 at night. Unless you were going to get home at 9 o'clock at night, this is where we had to live. Mm-hmm. Okay, for you to have, you know, to, to be here as much as you could be. If we were to get divorced and I could take my kids anywhere, I don't know that this is where I would want to live. I love my friends here, but I could still see my friends if I moved them to a place with a school system that I liked better, uh, you know, closer to maybe my sister or I get that. I get that sort of, okay, I'm free of his reign now. Not to say you have a reign, but well, but I'm free of that now. I want to take them where I think is best. Yeah, but that was your choice. No, it was my choice. I did not no. hold you back from doing pursuing something you wanted to you do. You would have had to completely change careers. Okay, but okay. There's but, no Broadway in LA. Okay, but we never had that discussion. Right. Well, that's what he says. It was a discussion, but I think you and I both feel like, well, we would rather live somewhere, but we have to live here because of your oh, job. Because you didn't have one. So there was no discussion. Because it was, I did have a job. I got a job here because that's where you were. Okay, okay. So, but I don't think there was a possibility of, well, you're pursuing something. Let's discuss no, where we're going to live. Right. You're right. I gave, yes. But because it was, again, going back to the young thing, because I was so young, I did what you wanted to do. Mm, no. Um, kind of what I had to do. I'm just uh, saying if I had a rebirth, if I no, had but a second chance. I, I just want to put this out there that I didn't overpower you in any way saying my job is more important than yours or your passions. That didn't happen because you never came forth saying, well, here's what I want to do and here's where it is. Let's discuss where we should end up. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, I understand that. But I also understand that because we were so young and I hadn't really re- maybe realized my dreams yet, we went in your direction. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying if I had the chance now to take them somewhere else, if you and I were going to get divorced, mm-hmm. I don't know that this would be the place I would stay. I understand that. Right, especially if you need other support. If you need the support of your mom and she doesn't live there and your sister and she doesn't live there. And, you know, I get where she was coming from. I get that he, I, I felt for him too, sincerely, like very well, I much I think so. this whole movie was made to feel for him mm-hmm. more than, which, which is what I was saying before, mm-hmm. where it was a man who directed this, right. who went through this and was right. facing the evil eye of her, his wife's attorney. Yeah. But I also got, you know, that if you, listen, if you need support and you're going to be going through a divorce, you want to be near your mom and your sister and your friends And that's huge. And that's, you know, very vital to your self-care. And that's not something that they were, you know, that they would have done had she been in New York. Her her family was 3,000 miles away. So, and he was Mm -hmm. young enough that he could certainly re, you know, like uh, start over and make friends. And, you know, it wasn't like he was a middle schooler or a high schooler who had already established his friendships. He was like a kindergartner. Mm -hmm. So, 
starting over was no big deal. Wait, I have a question about the movie. One scene, they got together with their attorneys. They're all in one room, and they're all just just the attorneys are talking. This the, is Ray so, Liotta or Alan no. Alda? Uh-huh. Alan um, Alda. Yeah. yeah, and they're just in a room talking, and they're going like toe to toe, and they're fucking battling and going crazy. And then they're like, "Let's stop for lunch." Yeah. And then everything was like, because what it's do you procedure. want? Here's a pro- yeah. here's a menu. What do you? Like that was so crazy. It's a procedure. How it just stopped dead in its tracks. Like they do it every day. That's so crazy. They to do me. it every day. That's just part of that's their job. I know. It's just so crazy. Like they were just like they had so many facts and so many decisions and so many things that they were working out. And they were just like, Oh, do you want the salad with the thing? Or do you want to whatever? Like right. <laughs> I couldn't believe that was I, I thought that was crazy. Well, one thing that I wanted to talk about is that uh, they have this one, you spoke about a, a little bit, this one scene where they both get crazy, where they wind up saying things to each other that you would think people would only say once they've broken up, right? So they're getting to this point now where they can't stand each other and they're saying maybe things that they wanted to say during their marriage but didn't get to the point where I wish you were dead. Oh, I love that scene. Okay, do you want to <laughs> tell me what you loved about that scene? When he says, because we all think this, we already talked about this. You said it, I've said it, where I wish you get an illness or I think you, I I, I just want you to die. And I, as long as the kid is okay, I just want you to fucking die in, of whatever it is. And like I wake up every day thinking that. Every day? That's what he said in the movie, not oh, me. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> right? Like we all think that like what would happen if your spouse died or you know, sometimes you just want them to die or, you know, like, what would it be like? And it was just like a quick moment. And you're just like, fuck, yeah, I get that. OK, so you and I, if we're, if we're like really speaking honestly here, we have had that. We have had that happen to us where we've had that explosiveness. Yeah. Well, not, yeah, I just said we talked about it before. No, we have not talked about what we said in that argument. Oh, what we said. What we said. Yeah. No, you. OK. There were, there's two times. There was one time that we were literally sitting here right, like we are right now. Mm-hmm. And I said to you a bunch of stuff. And the next day you said to me, you can't even, like, I can't even believe what you said to me. But I, that there was also a time when we were driving home from New York yeah. and we were fighting saying, you know, I want you to move out. I want you to move in with your mom. And you were saying to me certain stuff. Like we were really going at it at each other. Mm-hmm. The difference is that we were still married. And I think in some ways, maybe more marriages need to do that. Is that healthy? It was for us. I think so. Like, because I mean, we they, got it all out. And I said, th- I don't think I ever said, you. I wish you were dead. No, but, but like right after he said that to her, they hugged. I get what you're coming from. I get your honesty. Mm-hmm. We all think that way. I understand that you're crying and you're so upset that you just said that, but you think that, but we all think that. Right. You know, we all have those thoughts. Well, maybe not all. I'm not, I'm not saying I, I, I don't want you to die, but I have, you know, we have. I want you gone so I can just do this the way I want to do it. I want to just take my kids and do it the way I want to do yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And the only way for that to happen is for you to be dead. Done. Right. Dead. Right. Yeah. I think for you, if we got divorced, I think you would be with another girl within 48 hours. Not married. Okay, but you would be with someone else within 48 hours. Okay. You I'm would, just, I would never get married again. Yes, you would. No, I wouldn't. But you would be with somebody else. Like, I don't think you would be alone for more than 48 hours. I think you would have another girlfriend super fast. I don't know. 
Yes, you would. No, not that fast. I would just maybe want you to go and do your own thing and let me raise the kids how I wanted to raise them. I don't need you dead. All right, so you don't want me You're dead. You're not worth enough dead. You just want me out of the picture. I want, If we were to get divorced, yes, I would want to raise the kids how I want well, Really? So I can't even see the kids? Yeah, of course you can see the kids. Oh. But okay. I want to make the decisions about how they're raised. Okay, so that is a great point to what happens next after they Nora says to Nicole that they've won and it was like a 50-50 split she's like no I got 55-45 right just to be able to say we won Mm -hmm. and that she gets even though she didn't want it that's what she says she gets more time with the kids than he does Mm -hmm. she's sort of like and then she's sort of like I didn't want that that's what yeah exactly but that's how you feel like you would definitely want. To no, be- I just want to be able to listen to this point. I don't know that like, I don't know that you would know how to make those decisions for the kids. Like I've done it all. Yeah. Okay. But I can learn. I mean, I would, I would be able to have my time with the kids and easily learn how, okay. like what they need. Okay. Right. Easily learn. Yeah, of course. So why not do it now while you're still here? Because I have you. Exactly. <laughs> so, so there's part of me that's like, yes, I would like them. I would like to just, I've, been making their decisions till now. No, I don't want to keep them from you for a second. But um, but I do feel like I have made their decisions till now, and I'd like to keep doing yeah, that. Yeah, well, there was that scene where Charlie brings the uh, Henry uh, to the toy store, and he's got, like, his arm full of board games, and, like, like so he's now the fun dad who's right, right. not well, the primary. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, what about this? What about when... The, uh, the woman comes and yeah. watches them have dinner. Oh, my God. That was painful. Okay, there were two Awful. things I wanted to talk about. First thing was when uh, Scarlett Johansson is practicing telling about her drinking. Yes. And her drug use. And, I, have that, I have that here, too. And what ha- what is usually kind of a normal thing, you go out with your girlfriends, you get a bottle of wine, is now sort of criminal. Yeah, you're automatically a criminal about things that you did that were, you know, listen, you want to go out on the weekend with your girlfriends and have a bottle of wine. Now, all of a sudden, right. you're a bad parent. And you had you, you smoked some pot while you're... No, it was cocaine, I think. No, that was... That was before the kid was born. It doesn't matter. Right, she like, said, I did it once. He wasn't like, around. Who cares? Like, I don't do cocaine, but listen to each their own. And I'm not judging anybody. She still probably woke up the next day and was a great mom. Like she didn't do it all the time. Well, that's why she said she made that joke where she says, well, if anybody looks at me any day of the week, I would be told I'm not a good mom. And she's like, that's a joke. And we were about to talk about the woman coming to his house. Yes. So to me, that was you know, I have written down here that um, when she comes to the house to watch them eat dinner, he's obviously a really good dad. I don't care what you say about marriage, you know, their divorce or whatever. And maybe he at times was putting his work first, but he was obviously a really good dad. She was obviously a really good mom. This is a really loved kid who's very lucky. Yes. Every child in America should have such loving parents. But now all of a sudden, because they're not married anymore... It becomes like they are these horrible human beings. It's they taken have to, out of context is what I was saying. And he makes this joke. Adam Driver's character, Charlie, makes this joke. Oh, do you ever go and watch married couples? And she says, no, why would I do that? And and it's sort of like, okay, well, he was probably no different when they were married. But now that he's divorced, he's seen as this 
deviant of society who needs to be watched and monitored. And his- Well, what about her character? She was kind of very set back and very like mundane and her whole yeah, being. Was- the whole thing is weird, though, I think. I think so what was how that- would you how do you act normal in that environment? What was that knife scene? Like, I think why knife, did that happen? I think the knife scene is just he was, first of all, I think there are certain things. Okay, so we always tell the story. We, I don't know if we've even told it on this podcast. I know we've told it on Jody and uh, Celia's podcast about you uh, handcuffing our kids to the banister. Yeah. Super funny story. Super funny. If someone was coming and observing you. <laughs> don't, and, please don't nobody come. No, but what I'm me. saying is that what is really funny a parenting story that you took our son at the time and put toy handcuffs, which he could get out of in five seconds right. and put it on him because he was being such a pain in the ass. It's a super funny story. If you tell it when you and I are married and our household is in complete normalcy. If you tell it to somebody who comes to observe you as a parent, and now you say, I put my kid in, my kid in handcuffs, you're going to deal with some serious shit. Exactly. That's the so, whole problem with this whole well, thing. Well, that's it. Well, that's it. And like, that's my kid was being a pin in the ass. I took plastic handcuffs. Right. And attached them to the banister, which For you could four have seconds. pressed a button mm-hmm. to loosen it. Like, but if somebody came over and was judging us and looking into us and like, that Absolutely. looks like that's chill time. Like, that's crazy right. shit. So I think that's what's happening with him is that he has this knife story that he does, which is super funny when his wife is around and his kid is around that the kid loves it, that he, oh, he fake, you know, injures himself and he pretends he's upset and he's sad and the mom takes care of him. All of a sudden the mom's not there and he's going to pretend to cut himself. And now it just looks like this deranged lunatic doing this really awful thing to give his kid nightmares about a knife scene. And... Then he does it and he accidentally does it. So he's like, oh, fuck. Now I've really cut myself and shown the really horrible things that can happen when you pretend with your kids. And, you know, and he's and he sees it as, oh, now I've totally fucked myself because I'm acting like myself. And usually that's fine. (laughs) I loved it because I can totally relate to this because. He was rushing her out the door after he cut himself, and it's like it was a bad wound. It was really like a good cut. And he goes to the sink, cleans it up, and then sees it, looks at it, and fucking passes out in the Mm -hmm. kitchen floor. (laughs) I'm like, yep, exactly. And he's in this like sad dad apartment with nothing (laughs) in there, and he can't reach anything. Nobody's helping him because usually his wife would be there, and now she's gone. And (laughs) it's just a super sad scene, really. Um, but I, yeah, I thought that scene was brilliant because, you know, and, and the scene with Scarlett Johansson and the fact that like, listen, we're all doing our best. We love our fucking kids. And all of a sudden when you're about to get divorced, you're seen as a criminal and these, and when you're trying to do the best for them, like they both just want, you know, even the Halloween scene was like, oh fuck, I want to do Halloween with my kids. So now he's got to do two Halloweens and he's like, I don't want to do two Halloweens. I'm done. But it's this tricky terrain to navigate. And, um, you know, yeah, you, you see to yourself sort of. I had somebody on Instagram who wrote me a letter and said, my, my husband and I are brinking on divorce. I don't want to watch this with him because I feel like it will be the one thing that puts us over the edge to divorce. And I said to her, no, I think you guys are going to hug each other tighter after this. I think you're going to have yeah, like a Yeah, once pre- you see this. Yeah, it's sort of like if you're not, you know, you're sort of like, okay, maybe we can work this out. This is a great movie to watch with somebody you think is not working out. And even if it won't, watch the movie anyway. 
it might make you do things differently. Yeah. Not to bankrupt the both of you <laughs> and destroy the both of you. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a better way, right? I mean, they wanted it to be better, but it didn't happen. Can it be? I mean, can you can you maneuver around well, this okay, system? I was going to ask that. Do you think that their marriage could have been saved? No, I don't. Oh. No. I, I, I think they were not meant for each other. I think they were too young. I think they had different goals in mind. Uh, I think they were amazing together. And I think they were amazing as friends. And I, um, you don't so, think someone would look at our marriage and say the same thing? No. I don't want to be your friend. Okay. No. I like being married to you. Oh. Okay. I do. <laughs> but I think there were a lot of similarities in the fact that, yeah, you know. But there is and there isn't. I, I just don't think that we have the same similarities here with what they were going through. I don't think you were pursuing anything that you were passionate about. Well, in my passions, you've been fully supportive of. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. yeah. Whatever you want to do, I'm fully in support of. Mm-hmm. But and it does make you think when you hear those letters, like, I think that's why those letters keep coming back is sort of like if we all took more time to just appreciate each other. Could we avoid more divorce? Right. So So we should all just like maybe once a year. <laughs> write a no, letter of way more than once a year. My mom says they do it every day. No, but a whole letter of no, thinking about the things are good. No, about, you whatever the time is. No, way more often. Okay. Way more often. Okay, I want to talk about the ending for a second because you have this whole, okay, I think about this all the time. You have this whole life with this person, right? So they obviously went through a time when they were super in love. Uh, I have a couple in my life who I saw when they were incredibly in love. Like, I remember watching them. I stayed with them in college during the summers. And I remember saying to myself, I want a relationship like that someday. They're so in love. They love each other. Um, They're fully supportive of each other. They love the same things. Now they're divorced. And um, to me, it's just strange that at one point you're so close to this other person, like more than anyone else in the world, you know, like with them, she cuts his hair or they tie each other's shoes and you share these things together that you don't share with anybody else. And then all of a sudden, like you're virtually strangers, right? Well, yeah, there were so many little nuances in the movie where like he went to the barber shop to get his hair cut. So you realize she's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like things like that. Right. But I think that it's just so strange to me. Like if you and I have shared the most intimate details of our lives together, you've seen me give birth. You and I well, have... Yeah. You and I have, you know, we've said things to each other that you never say to somebody else. And you love each other in a way that is so specific and so um, personal and intimate. And then all of a sudden, like, if you were to end up with somebody else and then I'm this other person on the sidelines, like, it's just so weird. So I guess at the end, you know, even... Well, she has a boyfriend. She has a boyfriend, but even when they're in the midst of fighting, she accidentally calls him honey. Yeah. And it's sort of like you're so used to being so close with that person that it's so strange to teeter on the edge of I'm supposed to no longer like you, but yet I still love you and you're the closest person to me. You know more about me than anybody else. So it's this very strange dynamic. Um, And that maybe you're still in each other's lives, but like what's the balance? You know, like how close can you be? And uh, so the last scene, you know, she ties his shoelaces. Yeah, what is that? 
I mean, I think that that sort of is like, we're still going to be in each other's lives. I'm still going to try to take care of you. Right. Take we're care s- of you. That's the Yeah. Thing. We're still going to be sort of this family, but with a different dynamic. But was it, I'm going to take care of you or was it that you're holding my child and I don't want you to trip? No, no. I think it's, I'm going to, I'm, you're know. still part of my life. I'm still going to be there for you. I still love you. I think it's more like you're. You have my if child. He trips when his child is there. Fuck that. Just, uh, it's sim- it's symbolic. It's not like if I you trip. It's so. good. I understand. No, you know what I'm saying. No, I no, I really think she's trying to say like I do love you, and now we've gotten over this hump of, you know, the hard part and the devastating part, and now maybe we can get back to just being this family, but a different dynamic of a family. What what do you think about the boyfriend? Like why? Like when he walks in, I thought she could do way better. Yeah, when Charlie walks in, he's like playing lizard tag or whatever he's doing, and no, he's like she's happy. he's like a grown boy. You know, yeah, she no, she's happy with this guy. I'm just kidding. Like it's fine. She's happy with this guy. Uh, it's weird, but it's fine. Um, no, listen. As long as they can, I doesn't. I think it. What what she, what it's saying is. It doesn't matter who the other person is. If you're going to try to make it work, then that's what's important. Does Charlie end up with Nicole's mom? (laughs) (laughs) You know what she's from. Yeah, of course. Airplane. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. She looks amazing, by the way. Yeah, she does look amazing. She looks great. Yeah. Um, No, I don't think he... No, but I think that it's annoying that, you know, Nicole wants this like full support of... I I think about that with my my mom loves you more than she loves me, probably. (laughs) No, Mitch. Well, she loves Mitch. <laughs> yeah, she loves Mitch. No, no, no. But, but, but she, you know, I think at, my mom talks about the story of how she one time told something about my dad to her mom, and her mom was like, "You're lucky to have him." Like, mm-hmm. say, you know, so it's that strange dynamic of who is everybody going to support? Who are your friends going to support? I think about that too. You're going to have no friends if we get divorced. Everybody okay. loves me more. Yeah. That's true, but I don't right, care. Right. I have I have like three people I can No, everyone's gonna love me. <laughs> <laughs> you can do some rent to friends. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll go on uh Is there an app for like guys who just wanna have friends? Maybe. Like friends, not to mm-hmm. not what grinder. Grinder. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. Um yeah, I, I don't know. So basically to sum up, I fully identified with so many aspects of the movie after I watched it a second time and gave it some some thought. Some yeah, I it was a good movie to make you think. I, and now I fully see why it's up for all these awards. Yeah, I think the acting I was incredible. Yeah, it was. I get it. Um, it was very slow. It was very... But the information, it it's infuriating. Like it just fucking... Like you don't ever... If there's a reason never to get divorced, watch this movie. Well, that's what a lot of people were messaging me saying. Like, uh, is I don't know, is he the type of guy who like? Can you be attracted to him? What do you mean? Is he an attractive guy, Adam Driver? Can you see yourself being attracted? I mean, me? <laughs> I, I mean, no, but I know you like when you look at Brad Pitt and stuff. You want to like rip his pants off? Yeah, sure. Uh, no, not really. Right, but yeah. there's something sexy about him in this movie. Yeah, I get it. He's too tall for me. Makes me okay. feel inferior. Okay. Yeah. But he, um, there's something sexual about him in this movie because he's so brilliant and he's. Well, it, well, yeah, because of not just how brilliant he is, but how devoted he is and how, what a good father he is and what a good, I, I don't want to say good husband because of all the reasons we already discussed, but he was a good husband. I mean, he was loving. He was. He eh. was a good father. Yeah. Good father. Let's leave it at yeah. that. Yeah. 
All right. Um, okay. Done? I guess so. We All have right. to be. It's getting long. Okay. All right. Well, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, maybe oh. we'll do a separate podcast of just movies. I would love to that. would be that. fun. If we could just watch movies and talk about them and take notes. All right, let's do it fun. once in a while. If anybody yeah. has a movie that they want us to review, send it to us. What was it? We did... Um, well, we did the challenge where I had to watch two movies you wanted me yes. to watch. This, so go back and watch, listen to those. Those were fun. Those were so Those fun. were early on, but they were really fun. We should do that again. I watched... Um, Thelma what? and Louise. Thelma and Louise. Mm-hmm. And, and The Notebook. And The Notebook. Mm-hmm. Notebook is awful. Don't ever see it. It was a terrible movie. You watched it five times. <laughs> on purpose, because I loved it. Um, and also, uh, we have questions to go along with the marriage story uh, from last week's Friday Five. So go and, uh, first of all, please subscribe to our email. That's awesome. It really helps us, and it keeps you up to date with what we're doing. And also, it gives you our date night questions every week. And we had bonus date night questions for a marriage story last week. So Yeah. Go do all of that. And we love you. Thank you. Rate and review if you enjoyed. If you didn't, keep scrolling. (laughs) There's another movie podcast you'll enjoy. (laughs) And uh, we love you. Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.